Welcome to What Grows Together, Goes Together. I'm Chef Diana Smedley of Lancaster Local Provisions, and I'm chatting today with Johnny Cat about this week's market box ingredients, recipes, and all the stories in between. Well, welcome, Johnny. Hi, Chef Diana. <laughs> Hi, Johnny Cat. I love when you call me Chef Diana, especially when we're in meetings. Oh, I do it all the time. And you're like, I, oh, and Chef Diana. It's rare that I call you Diana. <laughs> Even like when I was over at the, the thing this past weekend, like making all those meals, I, it was Chef Diana. I know. You're I so even cute. gave you credit for those uh, potato pillows, too, if you realize. Well, I'm glad that your aunt and all of her friends love their Easter. What were we calling them? Baskets? Dinner baskets? Yeah, like dinner baskets. That's such a sweet idea. I love it. It was a great way to celebrate the holiday, but... There's so much to discuss. Well, we have a lot to discuss, it seems, but it's like, it's almost like, it's almost like deja vu. I know, every week. It's like, well, because our menu sort of changes slightly or what's in the just marketplace. Just for the season, yeah. Just, but we're still, a lot of our familiar favorites are still here and we're getting just some different varieties of things. I know, I mean, I was excited over the, the one. And actually, you're going to be making a pizza this week. Yeah, so we have um, double sunchokes. Our rutabagas turned into sunchokes this week, but I was always putting, I was already putting sunchokes in the, in the market box. I love sunchokes, and I love that I've taught our members to love them. I get requests all the time, and people always add them on, to, like just a la carte, um, to get extra sunchokes, and they're such a wonderful vegetable. I think because you did that one pizza with Tom's Pizza too, mm-hmm. like where. You were just gussing up a another like or zhuzh. That's zhuzh, my word. Like, or zhuzhin. I like guzzy. guzzy. Well, you're, you're really guzzy. a you're a guzzy. You I'm a zhuzh. You're a pizza, but you made them like the sunchokes, like uh, like sausage, like little sausages. Yeah. So we had done. So that recipe was wilted red cabbage and pan roasted yep. sunchokes on an already made margarita pizza. This now is, we're getting intense. This is sort of my, I hate the word life hack, but this is definitely my life hack. I mean, Gabe and I, I love pizza. He loves pizza. We're from New York. We have pizza wars in our household. We're like always trying different pizza places around here, but I always like to judge them up. So I always put like arugula on top or sauteed mushrooms or, you know, whatever. So with the Tom's, um, uh, frozen pizzas are so great. We just started carrying his pizza crust, mm-hmm. which is just like a blank canvas. So, yeah, and his pizza crust is just phenomenal. So this week's recipe, it's a white pizza that's ricotta and sunchoke with kale on top. Mm. Young kale. <laughs> Young kale. Young on kale. Top. <laughs> See, I was going to say when I saw that, because it's a music week for me with this list too. Because like, Young kale, get onto my plate. It's a, it's a. I want that as my ringtone. Oh, my God. (laughs) Anyhow, so it's going to be a great pizza. But you could do, like, so much with that pizza crust, Well, you can make... It's sort of like a flatbread. And I'm sure people from Italy are, like, rolling around in their graves when I say you don't have to have... You want? No. Because, like, that... They do have a lot of white pizzas. Yeah. The white... uh, You're talking, like... I'm really being Italian, doing a white pizza. Well... They're more, they're actually more concerned about their gravy versus sauce. That's the thing. The pizza, I was, I was intrigued to find out about like how pizza came to America, so to speak, and how it was happening and stuff. And it was, it was interesting and it was completely different than what I thought. So I think the pizza, they'd be very proud of the pizza that you're making. So I just like, I'm saying it's just. Well, it's really easy. So all you do for a white pizza is, um, I just whip heavy cream with garlic. 
and that makes the sauce. Whip it. Whip it. Whip it good. I just put it with my immersion blender and just sort of whip it till it gets a little thick. And I put some lemon zest in there, and then that's sort of the base. And then I'm going to put um, lightly sautéed sunchokes on top, nice spoonfuls of ricotta, mozzarella for creaminess. And then um, when it comes out of the oven, I'm going to put some kale on top, like you would put a rugel on a pizza at the end. But And then we also have another sunchoke recipe, which I just changed. Yeah, it's the gratin. The so. gratin, which is really, I the recipe that I wrote this week, and I'm sure you just read it, it's more of a gratin guide than like a recipe. Right, it's just a, <laughs> it's a gratin lecture. Yeah. <laughs> or the uh, gratin dues. Because everyone thinks, I mean, I only really think of gratins as something you get at a fancy restaurant when it's like one of the easiest things to cook. Yep. And you don't have, you can just use what you have in your fridge. So like I always have milk in our fridge. So I used milk instead of heavy cream. And mm -hmm. I used a combination of sunchokes and white potatoes because I still had some white potatoes left over. But you can do any, you can even like saute some greens and put it in between the layers. You have to come up with whatever cheese though, you the, want. Because like you, you have a lot of these, they're recipes, but yet... They're like they're like interchange. They're almost like garanimals. Like you can just like mix and match some of the stuff on it. That's the thing. I'm speaking my age again. Where you oh, mix and no. match again, like so that you could do it like mix and match. But that's how they're they're, they're like you said. They're almost like a guide. Some yeah, of your recipes. Yeah, they're like a roadmap for me. Like the again, I'm going back to my favorite, the Hasselhoff. The Hasselhoff. The Hasselhoff. The, the Hasselback. My sister-in-law just did that for. She did the potatoes. Oh, for, really? Yeah. Oh, and I'm for, sure they turned um, out fabulous. It was the sweet potato, the big one that I gave her. That though. would be a good ingredient. So, but it's like you started off with the roasted butternut squash, then we talked about it with the rutabaga last week, and then just with sweet potato. You could do it for any treatment, and that's why, again, it would be like a guide. You're saying, like, here's just all you have to do. Well, I think this is a larger conversation about people's relationship with food and how we think of recipes and cooking these days. Like what we're trying to solve with Lancaster Local Provisions is, you know, we have so many people obsessed with food, but people still, as a society, but mm -hmm. most people don't really know how to cook well for themselves. So for me, it's so much more the ingredient and then what to do with the ingredient then this is the specific recipe that I want to make and create because that's very limiting. So like that's what I'm always thinking about when we're when I'm writing these recipes is like, what do we have this week? And then what treatments can we put on those vegetables? And that's a good way of saying it to treatments or it's almost like a roadmap to like where you can go. And sometimes you might make a little exit too early or exit too late and that's not yeah. bad because like i was making i made all those potato pillows up for <laughs> those meals on friday night and then i realized we didn't have enough for us so i had oh, no so i quickly uh had to make up some more for us did and you do it with the rutabaga hmm no i didn't except that i was thinking about doing it but i just thought like no because i had to mix them in also with some of the dinners that we were giving on sunday oh, okay. too right. so i overcooked i overboiled them and you're, you know what I mean? Know. So that they, sort of like they started to go to like that mash stage. Okay. So I was looking at it like going, I managed to save half the batch and then I still had this other half left over. And I'm like, what do I do with this? So I just, I just mashed them up with some bacon and some of my bacon grease and uh, some spring garlic, the, uh, the, the spring garlic. Uh, some cheese, there was cheddar cheese I had, I shredded in with it, some milk and some egg. So it's like and the then best I just like made like potato. little tiny pancakes. And then oh, I just like, oh my God, they're good. <laughs> so that's kind of funny, like, you know, another take on, 
yeah, like if you look at the recipe and you might not, and you missed it, don't throw it out. I mean, like there's people starving and that's why I looked at it. I was like, there's no way in hell I'm going to like throw this out. So that's why I came up with. You can always save a potato. Yeah, you can always save it. And there's other stuff you can save too that I've, I've you know. I was just like another little diversion there, but <laughs> to give you like a recipe within a recipe. Well, let's talk about our star ingredient of the week because it sort of lends yes. us into some of our other recipes. Well, our star ingredient is the little gem lettuce, which I joke in my blog about it that every time I hear the name or I see it, I just keep on thinking of Prince's song, the little red Corvette, because you can totally sing it like the little gem lettuce. I mean, my tongue's really off right now, so nor that. We have to but... have another show where you just do your vegetable songs. <laughs> the vegetable songs. I would just, I think we're going to put that on our docket. But honestly, the 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 lettuce and you in your recipe today, like as you were cooking and and you were like you were showing that that, that treatment to me, um, they're just really nice. They're compact heads of, of romaine. They're blend between. They were created actually uh, as a cross between romaine and a butter head, a type of, of butter butter lettuce, and they just are these cute little compact heads that have like all these little nooks and crannies that are perfect for salads, catching all the the, mm -hmm. uh, the the vinaigrette or any sauce you put on it. You can grill them, um, you can pan sear them, you can even cut them up into like little like finger sized quarters to use as a dip instead of a chip. Totally. Because the leaves are like still firm. What's nice, they're different from romaine in the fact that it's almost opposite of what a romaine is. I think the romaine stock is, um, Thick and the leaves are thin whereas for the little gems actually the stock is thin and the leaves are thick and that's why like it and they're wrinkly and that's why it makes it perfect like just like to, to be dipper. able to dip uh, you know to be a dipper um, they're also one of the uh, veggies that I joke about which is can the you eighth. please explain I'm that going to, to. it's uh, it's they're full of vitamins uh, a C and K uh, a vitamin a vitamin C and vitamin K so they're acting. What's nice about those blend of those veg uh, of those vitamins is that they help you. Um, they help the, your body absorb all of the the minerals that are in with the, the the little gem lettuce too, or any other. Like if you put it in with something else where there's a lot of iron, you need that vitamin. Um, you need vitamin C to actually process the the iron. So it's just like you're not just passing it through your system. So it's a very interesting uh, veggie. It's actually all year round. They grow it a lot in the greenhouses. They do. And I mean, it's a cold tolerant that they started early. So like, I mean, the stuff your problem is already growing outside. They just have to cover it up if it gets too cold. But they, I mean, you can grow it at home. You can grow it like everywhere. It's a very fast grower too, so. Well, this is a good education point because, I mean, I, I love little gem lettuces. I'm with mm -hmm. you. I think they're so cute and just a great um, ingredient to have. But right now, all of our local regional farmers they're growing a lot of lettuces in their greenhouses because it's not quite spring it's not quite summer so we have a lot of greens coming in and you know i was talking to one of my co-ops they're like we have so many gem lettuces diana <laughs> like i'm thank you so much for taking Take lettuces like yes. do you need some gem lettuces and i was like i love gem lettuce i'll take the gem lettuces so you know we're working really closely with our farm partners to figure out not only what's in season what's the best flavor, but then like how we can help them move produce that they've grown and, 
and are scheduled to pick. I have no idea who would not want to take the little gem lettuces because they are, first of all, they are cute as a button. Um, <laughs> they truly are. Just, they come in different colors too. Some might be a little bit darker red. Some are like a we have bit green, more green and red today. So it's they're just really cute and and again they're flavorful. They don't get as bitter as. Uh, unless they re really, really mature, but they normally don't even last to that mature stage. They cut them or they harvest them early. They also last long in the refrigerator, especially if you follow the technique that you're Well, yeah, let me just, I mean, you guys can watch um, the video on our YouTube channel, Lancaster Local Provisions. But um, one of my favorite tricks that I've learned with any head of lettuce is I cut it into wedges. So you cut it in half or into quarters lengthwise. Then you um, swish it around in some water, let it drain all the water out, and then you wrap it um, in just a, a clean kitchen towel, and it keeps the lettuce really fresh and crisp for up to a week. And I love the little gems because I can cut them in half, and that's like the perfect side salad. So I already have the portion out, and it just adds a little more excitement than just like a bowl of greens because it's like a knife and fork salad mm -hmm. and and i love what you were saying earlier how there's all these nooks and crannies that the dressing sort of can go into so i was bold this week i created our tahini dressing um with lemon and tahini today so it's you know i don't love a wedge salad but <laughs> this is sort of my take on a wedge like a classic wedge salad like well, Not I mean, my normally a wedge salad. salad is like, let's face it, they always like, they use the iceberg. So it's for, the iceberg know, and it's just like blue cheese. It, yeah. Now this is a, this is a perfect one that you did for it and it'll really like bring out the flavor, I think, of the, of the little gem. And then for the crunchy bit, I was thinking people could use bacon or we also have shiitake mushrooms. Right. You had mushrooms in there and you also you can just had a little cheese too if you wanted. Yeah. So you can just... You know, again, it's all roadmap. Zhuzh it up. Just zhuzh like, it up. Zhuzh it up the way you want. Zhuzh it up with Chef Diana. Well, then, and then we have an all the green salad. So you can use too. that. I was just going to ask you, though. You can use that. And I know we that was kind of like being like the, the feature recipe I for didn't the know kale, what to call it. I would throw like the... Whatever greens you have. Exactly. So Just mix them together. Because, you know, at the grocery store or even in our spicy mm -hmm. lettuce mix, we do have some mixed lettuce oh yeah it's always mixes but you can always mix your other green like you can throw spinach in there you can throw the young yeah. kale you can throw in your and the spinach we're getting in too is just fabulous i mean it's just like that it's gorgeous it, yeah it's gorgeous it's not like the spin it's not like it's the not spinach. baby spinach it's right. really it's sort of like a, a it's a bunch it's of a stock it's spinach. a stock and you're using that with another great recipe too with the oh yes yeah, so then we have a um orange marmalade vinaigrette so we uh, we work with Tate Farm Foods up in State College. They make amazing mustards, but they also have a, a lot of different preserves. And you know, I also have a preserves company, so I don't add that many into our marketplace. But the apricot orange I had originally gotten around Passover because orange um, oranges are such a sign of femininity for our Seder plate. I put mm -hmm. that in the box. Um, but I love our family loves a marmalade, and theirs is really tasty. I like the texture of it. It's not too jelly like. And has really good flavors. So this is just a really simple vinaigrette. You can use really any preserve in a vinaigrette. You just add a couple tablespoons yeah, in, that. sort of instead of a mustard, if you would put a Dijon in, and um, that's really tasty. And it just like knocks the salad out. Then, and again, like you said, you can add a little extra stuff to that that salad. Oh if you yeah, want. you can so, just do whatever you want. Do whatever you want. <laughs> but listen to Chef Diana. <laughs> Oh my god! I can't believe I said that on air. Oh god. Well, I remember, I'll just every time. Oh, yeah. That's gonna be my ringtone. <laughs> I don't usually talk about myself in the third person. Oh, 
Well, we're getting her there because I talk about Johnny Cat all the time in third oh person. My God. It's all your fault. It's all your fault. <laughs> Rub it off one, yeah. Well, and then our last recipe, which was our cook along video recipe this week, which is pickled and roasted beets with avocado as a salad or a side dish. And I want to, you know, I love pickled beets and I eat all my pickled beets. And I thought I had some in the fridge, but I didn't. But I was trying to think about, you know, we've been encouraging well, people to home have pickle so things. So many like pickle jars in the back. Yeah, mean, so you we, shove so them we to the back used, and then you pull them out. So we use and you, turnips. And it goes they well. They taste good. It, it, it tastes great with it. So and, and that's and, a fun, easy recipe. It goes back to your whole guideline slash roadmap slash whatever. Just we need like, to come up with a good term. I know. I'm, I'm going to have to We're think We're going to think about it. We have to drink on that one. Come okay. up. It's a drinking name game. but <laughs> um, Yeah. And then, um, yeah, we had a lot of greens this week. Our, our Pink Lady Apples, of course. Um, watermelon well, radishes we still have. I know, which on. I was happy. At least we didn't run out of those yet. The season is coming to an end, folks. So enjoy it. The rutabaga season already, <laughs> like, is at an end, too. We oh. have the apples that we could throw in with all yeah. this stuff that oh, we were yeah. talking Anytime. about. Oh, yeah, anytime. And then I was really excited to introduce uh, our olive tapenade to the marketplace. Um, it's new, isn't it? It's new, yeah. So it's this company called Spreadums. Huh. They really keep branding. Um, they're li- it's, She's like a like a kick-ass, like sort of pin-up style cop is sort of their um, their logo. You haven't seen it? It's like, oh, why, yeah, yeah, why yeah. Like, like she's like, 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 like you're like being a... frisked or something. Anyway, Rebecca, the owner and founder of, of Spreadums Tapenade, she's wonderful. I've known her for many years. We came up, we sort of started our first food businesses at the same time. And I remember one of my mentors, Terry Frischman, she would always she would always invite me to events. And I went to a lot of pitch events. This was like before I even launched Hot Spoon, like it, I was just sort of getting my degree and figuring out like how I was going to do this business and I knew nothing and Terry would invite me to things and usually make me pitch my business. And I met Rebecca at one of those events and then we ended up doing some of the same markets and she's out of um, Harlem. And her tapenades are so delicious and I'm so excited. Um, She started off with fresh tapenades and hummus spreads and this is a shelf stable product and it's just, it has such good flavor. It has a little bit of heat, um, it has a little bit of spice. There's some delicious um, spices in there. There's some rosemary. And um, it's a delicious product, and I cannot stop eating it. And I keep eating it on bagels and our matzah and anything I can get my hands on. Folks, I my mispronunciation on it because I keep on calling them spreadums. It's actually spread mmms, like spread mmms, like like mm-mm good. Mm. So I said spreadum. <laughs> it's like it's like it's. I spread. say spreadums. I know, but it's spread mmms. But anyhow. Spread mmms. <laughs> anyway, we love them. Check out their tapenade. It's a it's a very um, high quality product, and I really believe in Rebecca and what she's doing. So. And I love the fact that you're helping out like another friend who's kind of like in the same, um, that's like you know the same, like you're the yes. same crop, like this crop. Of, well, like, as I start to expand the marketplace, I am pulling a couple um, other makers that I know from Brooklyn right. just in because I love their products. And again, we and they, they share you time. share the same belief and the same mission and stuff on taking totally. care of the world and stuff. And we're we're mid we're Lanc- Lancaster centric, but we do support companies in the mid Atlantic. So that's yeah, that's, that's a great tie in. That's a great tie in to the your new favorite product, Johnny. Why have so many of those? <laughs> Wait, well, is it the Brewer Chips one? Or the, yeah, the, the right, Brewer's. Brewer's Chips. All right, guys. Brewer's Crackers. Brewer's Crackers. Well, there's also Pita Chips. Did we get those? Well, the company's name is Brewer's Crackers. Brewer's Crackers is the name. <laughs> um, it's basically they're taking spent grain from brewing, uh, from craft breweries around them up in Boston, 
and turning it into, we have their flatbread, right? We have their flatbreads. We just introduced the pita chips because we also have hummus this week. I know, right? which I'm very excited over. It's the Lancaster. <laughs> but cup. then they also make um, graham crackers. I haven't tried the graham crackers yet, but um, uh, they'll be good. Spent green actually has a lot of nutrition to it. A lot of times we just haul it out like to to like the different because farms. you work. I work over at Mood Duck, at Mood Duck and also with Isaac's Brew House then too. So between the two of them, it's like just what to do with all of that, the spent grain mm-hmm. and the spent malt, it can be like overwhelming. So I love the fact that they base the company where they're pulling all that in. Granted, it's great taking it out to like cows, the, the, to the dairy farms and stuff like that, but it's nice to also just recycle it into nutritious food. These like, again, with crackers, Graham crackers, I think that would be delicious. And the flavor will change with the different types of malts that you use. They also make, now this particular company doesn't, but you can also make dog biscuits and and goods like that. You could even use it like say like in banana bread, which I've had uh, stuff done with that before. So it's very, very good. I'm glad to see them in and I'm glad that uh, in addition to Brewers Crackers, we have the Lancaster Hummus Company, which I adore them. And their their product is just excellent. So Oh yeah, and I love that they're a family business. Deb started it with her, her I know. son and husband. I worked with and... Deb way back in the day. I love her. Oh my gosh. <laughs> she cracks me up. And she is always she's always just like a hard she's such a hard worker. So I'm so glad that we're supporting her company. And this will go as a nice, perfect pairing. The, you want yeah, that's why the... I was like, oh my God, we need pita chips. I mean, mm-hmm. I love the Lancaster Hummus Company. I would do the Littitz, um Farmer's Market with them. And um, their hummus is so flavorful and not full of preservatives. And there's no tahini in it. And there's no soy. Or it's just like some of the best hummus. And then also, we're not done yet, folks. There's a lot of new products oh my in God. the marketplace. We have Tico's Whoopie Pies. Yes, Tico's Whoopie Pies. So, um, Holly found me and, uh, we got to gabbing and chatting and, um, we instantly had a connection and she makes it, the company's called Tico's, um, because her grandmother Tico was a very good baker. So Holly is using her grandmother's recipes and they use all whole, um, high quality ingredients for whoopie pies. I mean, people, you know, here in Lancaster County, we're so almost jaded about whoopie pies. Like, yeah. oh, like I get a whoopie pie for like a dollar, about 50 down the road. These whoopie pies are the best whoopie pies I've ever had. They're huge. They're definitely shareable. Yeah, they're they great. use And great quality though. Like once you oh taste it, you're going to see the difference. And it's like a, it's a gourmet whoopie pie. So yeah. Uh, yeah, so definitely like if you have a chance to check it out, Go for it. I am. I actually added it to my box. Oh, week, you so. did? I did. Oh, John. I went with the traditional chocolate, so I just wanted to see. Then probably next week I'll I'll go with the pumpkin. Um, the pumpkin was just featured in the I, New York Times. I was just getting ready to say she's Boston, like... Boston Globe? Boston Globe. She's but been she's been in the time, I was going to say. Yeah. Her whoopie pies are famous, and they're shipped all across the country. I mean... And they're just... She has a lot of raving fans over, but it's still nice that she's just right here. Another local artist. And speaking of another local artist, we are bringing some more. And she's almost like kind of like a mentor, like co. Yeah, so we have Christina Mazer Company, and Gretchen Mazer is the owner, and she's um, a good mentor of mine. They help me produce some of my products for Hot Spoon. 
They're an incredible company. They have yep. a whole line of um, homeware goods, like soaps. Uh, she's expanded so much, like with oh candles. Oh my gosh, and candles. Home cleaning products. Yeah, she's amazing. And they have a great line of all sorts of pantry staples. And so we're um, continuing to add on to her, to their offering. So we just launched, their salsa is delicious. Their yeah. <laughs> summer salsa, we, <laughs> we ate our whole jar from last week already. So we have their summer salsa. Her, we have uh, her the, gravy slash. Uh, the red sauce. The red sauce, but it's a great, it's, uh, it's not technically, it's not a it's gravy. It's not gravy, but no, it's, it's delicious. Like a, her red yeah. sauce, her tomato sauce. Um, we also have some of her vinaigrettes. Mm-hmm. I did not grow up eating vinaigrettes out of a bottle. And my cousin, Philip, who just moved in next door, he had never made a salad like I do with just oil and vinegar. So we're learning a lot about each other. But I looked into his fridge the other day and I was like, oh my God, there's so many vinaigrettes. He's like, yeah, I put them on my salads all the time. And I was like, you don't just make a vinaigrette. So I learned something. Okay, it's it's a hack. (laughs) It's a life hack, okay? So No, so I was like, oh, I should add some vinaigrettes to the marketplace because people probably want to do that. Well, I use them as a marinade. I use them like all sorts. You don't have time sometimes. That's cool. I'm not looking down. I just, I, I... they weren't in my vocabulary. So now they are. Now she learned how to spell vinaig- vinaigrette because that's the other fun part of learning how to spell vinaigrette. I still um, can't spell vinaigrette. <laughs> I always look like vinaigrette. <laughs> that's how I remember. Um, but also you're adding something, another product that most people won't be familiar with. A shrub. A you shrub. Not Christina a tree Mazers, shrub. Um, red raspberry shrub. It's a good food winner. Um, it's delicious. So a shrub is a vinegar-based preserve preserve in the a largest liquid. sense and also like a it's a liquid like liquid i was gonna preserve. get to that okay I'm not like a preserve you know like e- e- there's so many different preserves in the world there are like jam preserves but then this is just a broader sense of preserve so if you want to preserve fruit to add into cocktails or drinks or whatever um you would macerate your fruit with sugar drain out the fruit and then take that sweet liquid and mix it in with vinegar and it they're delicious so you can add them just to seltzer water. Mm-hmm. You can add them into cocktails. I like adding them into lemonade because they add a nice no, sort of. You can make a shrub sand, uh, shrub shandy. Shrub shandy. There's a shrub shandy. And you were when you were looking up shrubs. Yeah, I, yeah. I'd actually when I was doing the Tate um, farm one. That's when I first was like, oh, a shrub. And I heard a shrub when I was like growing up, <clears> but back in the day. But that's why I confuse it with the shrub, the English yeah. shrub, which is like a liqueur. In this case, it's just something that does get mixed in the cocktails. And I was just like thinking, I was going down so many different paths. And I'm like, I wonder if like you could like brew with a shrub. Because that would be kind of fun. And there were some people who actually had like a beer shrub. So, and we can have so much fun with the name then too. And yeah. and just incorporating into different recipes. So Maybe we'll have a shrub recipe for next week. Or a shrub cocktail. I think maybe yeah. we should have a That's shrub cocktail. That's what I mean, a, a, a yeah. cocktail recipe. Well, I have this great book called Session Cocktails, and it's about low-alcohol cocktails. And so we've been, Gabriel and I have been sort of exploring that. Sometimes you want to have, like, an, a fancy drink, but mm-hmm. not, you know, get to Well, it's nice to know that we have, like, something other than pickling or, uh, <laughs> what is it, pickle or making it to a pesto. We have, like, a, another Oh, no, yeah, we, no, that's the third thing. The just shrub it, guys. Just shrub it. Just like you can make a <laughs> shrub it. Like you're, so your strawberries are looking a little, like, sad. Just shrub them. <laughs> I, I made so many shrubs last summer with like rhubarbs and all sorts of yummies. Well, you can get some fun bottles and fun just bottles. like get them into the bottles. Or you then. can just buy our red raspberry shrub. From or you can just do that too. 
Which is probably like what she. I got the the chef Diana eye on that one, like or just buy Johnny. No, I mean I would love everyone to preserve and cook all the things, but I don't have time to do that, and nope. I don't think our members do. So that was that's this week. I mean, that's, I like, so this much. That's this week. It seems there was a lot that we crammed in there. I love that we're adding so many product, new products every week. I think no, I, so Well, cool. the whole idea is, like, our marketplace is basically like a farmer's market meets an online grocery. And that's what yeah. it is. And that's, I think it's perfect that we have all these different products that you can scan and just add on to your orders then. Or just create an order based on those products. Well, and we have so much fun. I have so much fun finding the makers and finding out their store. And you've been building out our whole Meet the Makers section oh, on the website. Love so. that. God. So, like, I, every time I would discover something new, I'd be like, Chef Diana, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and she was just like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think we picked them? I was like, okay, oh, I got it, got it. But did you know this? Yes, I did. Okay, all right. That's fine. Sorry, Johnny. I probably wasn't the right audience. For no, that. this is true. But still. I but yeah, well, if you want to check out our Meet the Makers section on our website, LancasterLocalProvisions.com, if you go to the bottom footer, um, you can click on the Meet the Makers link. Or um, we're starting to link all of our products to the, the supplier maker page. Right. So just keep your eyes out for that. And, mm -hmm. and in the um, emails that go around, too, make sure you're signed up for those oh, because yeah. there's a lot of like click-throughs to different things. And even in your recipes, we click through over to we the different products. Everywhere. I know, we, we have links through. everywhere, folks. Links, 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 links. Ooh. All right. All right, well, oh, and then just one announcement. We have changed the order cutoff time to 9 a.m. on Tuesdays instead of 12 uh, noon on Tuesdays. It just helps us. We go around on Tuesdays collecting goods from all of our local makers at Central Market, and it just makes it easier for everyone that we know before we leave for market what everyone wants. So just make sure that you have your order in by 9 a.m. on Tuesday if you're not one of our Market Box subscription people. So, yeah. All right. Well, um, thank you so much for joining me, Johnny Cat. Well, thank you for having me. Everyone, happy spring. <laughs> happy spring. Uh, again, I'm Chef Diana from Lancaster Local Provisions. I had Johnny Cat with me today. And enjoy this beautiful weather and happy cooking. Okay.